Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All of a sudden, a television turns on. Fucking Flickers hell, on. God. There's a VHS being played of Diego Maradona's best bits. Oh, Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, a podcast from Mundial, a quarterly football magazine that I co-founded way back in 2014 and I'm somehow still doing almost a decade later. <laughs> Woo! Been a, been, a, been a couple of close shaves. <laughs> been a couple of close shaves, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. A little bit of time spent in the loony bin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, luckily, luckily recycling, recycling, recycling is now the in thing. Look at this, come out the other side, and now I am. You're beaming. I'm all here. You're full I'm of beans. Here. I'm all here, and you're thinking. You are all thinking. You are all thinking. Hang on, where is that Owen fella? <laughs> That's what you're all thinking. I know you are. Uh, he's got a very bad cold. Owen, unfortunately, has got a very bad cold, so I am stepping into the very, very hot seat. Of course I wasn't going to sit in his actual seat. That is Owen's seat. But I'm going to sit... I have. You are. <laughs> James is spreading his... Spreading and his he will be us. furious yeah. as he listens to this uh, first edit. That's true, actually. That's true, actually. But let's, let's set the scene, Tommy. My name is Sebastian Dennis White, commander of the armies of the Southwest... More Somerset than Devon, to be honest. <laughs> I'm General of the Mundial Legions and loyal servant to the true Emperor Owen Blackhurst of Bridge North. A father to Ava, who loves the Chelsea. A husband to a wife, who is just fed up of all the football, to be honest. <laughs> Vengeance isn't really my thing in this life or the next. So this week, you're going to have to listen to me, host reminding you why you love football, because our Emperor has got a very bad cold. <laughs> of course, anyone will be familiar with that if you've watched Gladiator a million times like I have. But um, Great film. Hopefully I did some justice there. Sebastian but Dennis White. Yeah. Right then, if you're new, then welcome. Uh, one thing I would say is you are very lucky because you have got, if you are new, you've got 36 previous timeless episodes to catch up on. If you are a regular listener, thank you very much for your support. If you've not left us a review on Apple yet, then please do. Otherwise, I might actually have to get into that vengeance luck. Thanks to Shepard on Apple, who said, entertaining, informative, humorous, nostalgic, emotional. Seb, Tommy, Owen and James are virtuosos in what they do. Oh. Long may their provision of audio continue. Exceptional podcast. Oh. Seb's, poc- Seb's pockets another ten pounds lighter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just, is... just right, right virtuoso. Just virtuoso. It's pretty good. That's probably the nicest thing of all the reviews. And virtuosos. Vir- the, virtuosos on the keyboard. Yeah, that's yeah. an Action Bronson lyric, but um, uh, that's us. We're... That... Virtuosos on the mic. Thank you very much, Shepard. And please, please do leave a review. It does genuinely mm. make a huge, huge difference to the various algorithms and us as being seen more by a more wider audience. Which... I've decided I'm going on a campaign this year, Go like on. like a, 
I might even do a door-to-door physical campaign uh, of just getting every fucker to review like, this. Like, so like, we can go get where because yeah. the listeners are in their droves. They're you in could their just thousands. go on to uh, I'm a step to get me out of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Am I big this enough? Ah, yeah. oh, very much so. I mean, this dwindling, isn't it? They're getting, they're getting, they're getting, <laughs> they're getting, worse. they're getting, they're getting less and lesser celebrity, shall we say? A bit like the Daz doorstep challenge. Yeah, Tommy, just turning up on your doorstep with a with a Sonos speaker. <laughs> what Listen a to this. <laughs> Today, this day, the podcast is released. It's actor Mark Rylance's birthday. Oh, arguably one of the best actors of his generation. Oh yeah, but also the voice of Flop, who guides Bing through his many travels on CBeebies. <laughs> a, 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 a great show. Exactly. Am a- I right? Am I right? Joining me this week is Mundial Features Editor James Nicky, the small anthropomorphic brown elephant who is always winding <laughs> thing up, bird. As always, to my right, my faithful audio brother, Tommy Pando, the panda who is always taking his shorts off, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he is as well. Pandas are always taking his, his pants see. off. There we are, see. So we yeah. are... A fellow gooser. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Bing Late Nights. Yeah, my... Bing Late Night. We are a 4.8 on Apple, 5 star on Spotify, and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. Whew. Let's bloody get on with reminding people why they love football and not CB. Ole, 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 ole. Feeling seb, seb, seb. Adventures in Clubhouse. The power that comes with hosting. I will be taking charge of this particular segment because it's Adventures in Clubland. You don't know what Adventures in Clubland is. It's a regular feature taken from our magazine. It's where we look at players you know or you might not know and go deep on a loan spell, an Indian summer, or a last chance saloon, I think is. And, and shout out to Rainy Miller on the soundtrack who who got on uh the end of last year, he got on loads of like the fucking album of the year. Yeah. Like yeah. Pitchfork and everything. What? Who made Who made, who our... made our song? Yep. Rainy, Rainy Miller in Space Africa, yeah. Well, oh, wow. He is smashing it all around the world. He's playing in Berlin. He's play, He just played in uh, Asia. What? Like, the bloke who's done this yeah, track? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Adventures in Clubland. Yeah. yeah. Adventures in Clubland. Is he going to... He should play a so, version Tommy, of the track with us, can, with our voices Tommy, in it. We would love... Imagine. We would love to be at a Rainy Miller gig where he, he drops... Oh my god! Even if it's just for ten, fifteen seconds, he does do DJ sets on the side. Oh well, we're gonna have to sort this out, aren't we? I'm gonna have to do the Mike Skinner. Rap yes, that I've promised for over the top of this. Yes. He's your... gonna he's gonna have to drop it at Primavera. Yes. Yeah, he's that... playing Primavera. There you are. See, <laughs> we got to go, aren't we? Imagine that this year he's playing Primavera. Oh, this for year. goodness' sake. Oh no! This is what I mean. We are going to have to go. Owen did mention about all of us going to Ibiza at one point and doing things that all we shouldn't. Here we go, Barcelona, baby! You might have to be prima. Full speed ahead, Barcelona! (laughs) (laughs) Disco biscuits! (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Anyway, adventures in Clubland. This week, as I said, I'm in charge, and it's me. But um, no way. (laughs) 
Exactly. There's going to be a theme running throughout this. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> On page 11... I always, I always realize, I realize I say eleven like eleven some, some yokel, but on page eleven <laughs> of the latest issue of Mundial, which is available on MundialMag.com, there is a wonderful photo of Oliver Bierhoff in uh, a Udinese shirt oh. riding a bicycle from 1996. So that was the inspiration for today's adventure in Clubland, which is Oliver Bierhoff's spell at the Little Zebras between 1995 and 1998. Just very quickly, so to interrupt, thank God he's not taking that bike onto a tube. Eh? Oh, <laughs> God. I tell you what, I saw one this morning and I've realised what actually gets my gut up about it, like really gets my gut up. It's the size of the wheels. It's so much effort for so little reward. They're so small. So you get so more, small. you're getting even more I know, honed I know, in I know. Now. I nearly pushed him over, but I did. Yeah. The hatred is honed in. Now, we think of Oliver Bierhoff, or you should know as Oliver Bierhoff, as the guy who scored the golden goal at the 90, Euro 96 final for Germany, mm-hmm. the, who was assistant, or he was technical director at Germany for a long, long time. So this man is one of German, Germany's, arguably one of Germany's best ever strikers. But he doesn't do very well in his career at, um, in Germany. doesn't do very well at all. And it gets to the point where he has a few spells at, in Germany that don't really go anywhere and it's only when he goes to Austria Salzburg where he mm. uh, where he finds his form and he finds you know scores goals for fun so to speak and as a result of that Askeli sign him who are in Serie B they're not even in Serie A they're in yeah. Serie B so Askeli sign him another team in black and white and off the back of that he signs for Udinese in 1995 now Udinese are a club enjoying one of their best spells in their history mm. under a very, very good manager called Alberto Zaccaroni. And in his first season, Oliver Bierhoff scores 40% of Udinese's <laughs> goals. That's crazy. And they qualify for the UEFA Cup. So this is good times. This is a good first season, a good start. But it gets better. The next season, he, ca- he just carries on scoring and there's a great goal comp where... An, it's one of these things that I, this is one of the things I love about reminding you I love football is, yeah, I, I know him as a, as the striker in Germany and I've seen him score the golden goal. I've seen him, yep. you know, you've seen him score goals at yep. World Cups and Euros. Because Gazetta was starting to fade off 97, 98. It wasn't like, a, it wasn't the thing it was in early 90s, mid 90s. And looking at this goal comp, this man scores headers for fun. And not just the same header where it's the same winger crossing and the same just lofty bloke just stood there powering it in. Diving headers, you know, just li- little different headers, headers that are flicked up that he, he just knocks in and bashes in. You, you know what I've realised from 37 episodes of this? Mm. You love a header, don't you, Seb? I think I do. Actually. You really yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to look, I listen to our voices for yeah. hours and hours yeah. every single week. Well, this is what's And good. you talk about headers oh, a yeah. lot. And which is, I'm not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a bad thing. Marcus Stewart. Marcus, oh, well, that's Marcus it, maybe Stewart. that's it. The yeah. best goal I've ever Zamorano. seen. Zamorano. Well, exactly. I mean, he- we spoke about his headers. We did, but it's just, and this is the Italian league as well, you know, d- defensively, even then, not as much, obviously, as the 80s and 90s, but Catanaccio and all that is still is still living and breathing in, in various teams in Italy. And he finds pockets of space and just has all the time in the world to just arc these headers towards the far corner. or And it... He's just brilliant, really. He's just brilliant. And in his third season, he becomes the top scorer in Serie A. Oh, really? Which tells you... No mean feat, is which it? Which tells you... In the 90s. 
you know. Ahead of some big, big, yeah. big names. Yeah. And oh. Udinese finished third in the league. Wow. Behind, Bloody hell. Yeah. Behind Juventus and Inter Milan. So this is a team that aren't necessarily one of the bigger Italian teams. He is consistently scoring goals week in, week out, and a large proportion of goals for a very good side that's coached extremely well by Zaccaroni. So much so that Zaccaroni gets tempted to join Milan. And who is the first person that he brings over to Milan? Big Oliver. And they go and win the league from Milan. And the circle is complete. So there you are. But, I mean, he scores a shitload of good goals and great headers over a sustained period of time in one of the toughest leagues to score in in the world. I don't think you can get many better adventures, shall we say. And for a team, like I said, who are quite unfashionable in Italian football terms. Was there any other superstars or near enough like? Or internationals in that Udinese team? There was a lot of industrious players like Jorgensen and stuff like that for Denmark. Amoruso played right. for them, yeah. you know, the Brazilian striker yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, nothing, no, Zaccaroni moulded a, a great squad and a great, you know, a great team. And they consistently, well, they finished higher every 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 season until eventually they finished third in this area, which is no mean feat, as we all know. When I when I read that you were going to talk about Beerhoff, yeah, number yeah. one, the photo on page 11 yeah, yeah. of oh. Mundial issue 29 of him... So the the subject of of those that series of photos in the magazine is peace, and he just looks so at peace yeah. on this bike cycling to Udinese yeah. training. Like he's he's a man in his element. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one thing that I did look at when I saw that you were going to speak about Beerhoff was who he finished ahead of the season that he top scored in Serie A. So that's ninety seven, ninety eight, right? Go on. So tell it's us. it's also I once had a little look at if strikers score more goals in the seasons preceding a World Cup season and it was quite I remember you saying this. it was quite like it was yeah, quite yeah. a rudimentary way of looking at it I was just fucking literally listing the goals that they scored yeah. but they do score more so I had a little look at who he finished ahead of uh, in the 97-98 Serie A yeah, I bet season I can't wait so how many goals um, has he scored remind me again James how many goals he scored so he scored 27 goals yeah I mean again um, in the league alone regardless Ooh. of who underneath it? In Serie A. So we'll do, we'll do a top seven. We'll do a top a seven. A top seven? Oh! Yeah. Oh. So in Lucky seventh, seventh oh, oh, place was uh, Filippo Inzaghi with 18 goals. Sixth, Vincenzo Montella oh. with 20 goals. Player. Fifth, now we get going. Now. Gabriel Battistuta <laughs> with 21 goals. Batty Fourth. Goals. He's got six more than Batty goals. Alessandro Del Piero with 21 oh. goals. Third no. is... A man called Roberto Baggio oh with 22 goals. And then second is a 21-year-old man called Ronaldo Luis Nazario, oh. who scored 25 goals. And then you've got Oliver Bierhoff with 27 at the top. So I'd imagine that to finish top of the pops That's that season. Top of the pop. Well, by two goals as well. He, by the um, player who's arguably the best player in the world at that time. For Udinese, a team that finishes third as yeah. well. That's just some of the greatest strikers... Well, it's of all time. It's it, the top five is essentially the Mount Olympus of Serie A. Yeah, ninety yeah. strikers. Ninety strikers. Uh, yeah. Inzaghi, Montella, Batis. I mean, yeah. Yeah. When, when James read, he read Inzaghi and Montella and said, "And now we get going." I was like, "Oh, yeah, what? yeah." It gets better. And he's thirty at this point. Bit is it? Wow. So, you know, there's always this talk about when's the ideal age or peak age of footballers, and it always changes, doesn't it? Especially now where there's more games, and it seems that, you know. Maybe Michael Owen and Wayne Rooney are probably very good examples of this. You know, they were still good players towards the end, don't get me wrong, but they certainly burned bright. Yeah. When I was growing up, strikers or players of that ilk were like, oh, they're hitting their peak at 26, 27. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. to still be doing that when he's 
even if it is isn't the case where that you know you're not hitting your peak you're hitting your peak earlier like 23 24 ronaldo 21 for example to still be to do that at 30 is ridiculous in that league against the likes of Nesta and Cannavaro. Yeah. And again, he's not come from Bayern Munich. He's not come from Dortmund. He's not come from Stuttgart, yeah. all these teams. He's come from lowly German teams. He's come via Austria Salzburg. Three seasons in Serie B with Ascoli. He was there for three seasons. Yeah. Well, that's persistence, isn't it? That's just like... Pfft. It is persistence. And I'm sure a lot of players would have folded under, you know, like... Yeah. Quite... Four seasons. He was actually... He actually he had four seasons at Ascoli. But he only he scored one every other game there. But Udinese, he scored fifty-seven goals in eighty-six games. <laughs> wow, that's pretty fucking good. A move was coming. A move <laughs> was coming, and he goes to AC Milan, and they win Serie A. Amazing. So he, he won, won Serie A with AC Milan in ninety-eight, ninety-nine. He won Euros, Euros in ninety-six. Runner-up in two thousand and two. Yep, obviously. And he was still playing in two thousand and two. Yep, he was in the squad yeah. in two thousand and two. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There you go. What a player. What, what a player. What an adventure. What an adventure. An Italian adventure an it, a for a German ex- stallion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, the next section of reminding you why I love football this week is 101 things to do in football before you die. Now, if there are any new listeners, again, welcome. Thank you for joining us and you're still with us, so thank you. This section sees us go into the memory bank and all our previous football experiences to give you all a checklist to tick off and do properly. So I'm amazed that we haven't done this one before because it's so good, as you will soon find out. But um, this week, it's James Bird. James Bird, what are you telling our great listeners to do? I'm telling our great listeners to go to Napoli. Oh. oh, yes, yes. Now, yes. I, I want to preface this. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I feel that, uh, especially in the last few years, uh, Napoli has sort of become a bit of a theme park in a way for football fans and football accounts. Obviously, they won the Scudetto and that was brilliant and beautiful, but I just saw so many people sort of leering at the people who live there and sort of being like, oh, wow, it's so poor here, but so brilliant because they love football so much. And, um, you know, the sort of media around Napoli has almost become too much. They've been everywhere. And I know that a lot of Italian football fans are a bit sick of the amount of media that Napoli get when every place in Italy has its own football culture. 100%, yeah. But... The experience I had there when I wrote the cover story in 2017. Was it that uh, long ago? That long ago. God. Um, so I went to speak to everyone from carpenters to sociologists to men selling merchandise on the side of the road to women in coffee shops about Diego Maradona and the effect that he had on the people there. Again, this is something that, especially if, since Asif Kapadia's brilliant film, has been discussed over and over and over again but what i'm trying to say to people here is to push all of that to one side and at some point in your life go and visit Mm. the city and really sort of engulf yourself in Mm. in what's going on there because sure you know pizzas are cheaper sure there's Mm -hmm. 10 year olds on motorbikes whizzing around the streets at 2 a.m sure there's fireworks going off and and yeah. all of those things that have sort of become a caricature of mm. the place, they are caricatures of Naples. But beneath that, there's mm. a real sort of amazing soul to it and people mm. who genuinely, genuinely are so friendly to 
strangers mm. so willing to share their experiences and their culture with you because it is a different culture neapolitans do see themselves as neapolitan before they see themselves yeah. as italian bit like bit like liverpudlians very much so and again yeah. i've spoken about this before in the podcast but port cities have that sort of yes thing. Yeah, yeah. I, they, and i love that i they, love that. They, they, that they have that feeling of being on the edge they're on the edge and yeah. and and, mm. and interesting things happen because there's the movement of people there's a, there's the mm. movement of things of products everything comes in via a port and leaves via a port yeah yeah um but i thought i'd talk about a couple of the things that i did whilst i was in naples so and are these things people can these things yeah 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 definitely yeah yeah so the first of those um is there's a man called chiro yeah who uh on the corner of via toledo Mm. he's got a napoli merchandise Stall with not just Napoli, with, with, with everything on there. He's always wearing a different tracksuit. Sometimes he's got an Ali Borussia Dortmund tracksuit on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes he's got an Ajax yeah, yeah. full kit on or whatever. <laughs> but Chiro's a very, very knowledgeable man, as you are if you spend your time on the streets. You know, people talk about sort of like street corners being where real culture is shared, yeah. whether it's old men playing cards or whether it's young men smoking joints or whatever it may be. That's where real stories are told and Chiro who I've kept in touch with who he voice notes me on New Year's Eve and really? stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah he's Lovely. a wonderful guy go and speak to him yeah yeah go and speak to him about football yeah. go and speak to him about life go and yeah. speak to him about the games that he saw he's the person who told me that Diego Maradona was his first girlfriend yeah. he said that I was living <laughs> I, I was living wow. I was living just for Diego Maradona I was traveling the country just for him he talks mm. about him being his, his first girlfriend so find him if you're going to go find him and talk to him about football talk to him about life he's such a such a clever and interesting guy as you are if you spend that amount of time on the streets mm. he's got a mate now his mate is called antonio and antonio is the man with the fucking magic oh. so he told me he was like you you have to speak to antonio he's with the magic antonio's over the other side of the road on a motorino smoking a fag sunglasses mm. down Come over here. Antonio doesn't speak very much English, yeah. but as you do with football, the greatest leveler that the world has ever seen. Hundred percent. You yeah. you 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 find a way of talking. So Antonio told me to come with him. So I jumped on the back of his motorino. We zoomed into the Cortieri Spagnolo and parked outside a, a block of flats. Now, as is the case in Europe where you see sort of the facades mm. of houses. It's not like in the UK where there's the house and then there's gardens behind mm. it. Mm. As you go through the front door of this house, this, yeah, yeah. this series of, you know, sort of classic Italian and European apartments, yeah. you go into a courtyard and it's gigantic. There's sort of kids playing around in the middle. Yeah. There's sort of seven flights of stairs. We go through all these stairs. Duh, 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 duh. Follow me, follow me. I, I need to show you. I need to show you. <laughs> I, I, I honestly I have no idea point, what, where I, you're going. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I yeah. don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't have my translator with me either. Yeah. So we get a few more flights of stairs, get to his door right on the end. It's dark, it's boiling hot. Um, and on the front of his door is just the number 10. Now, I don't think his house was number 10. <laughs> it was probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, number yeah, yeah. 375. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But We go through. There's a couple of kids and Antonio's wife is doing the ironing. Mm. And he's like, do you want coffee? I'm like, no, I've, I've already had five coffees. I've already yeah, done yeah. five of their interviews that day. <laughs> no, I'm okay, thank you. Yeah. Go, go and sit in there. 
So I go and sit in with his wife. Would you like a coffee? Like, no, no, no. I'm honestly. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm buzzing. <laughs> honestly, I'm, I've really had too many. I'm fucking wired. I can, I can hear Antonio doing some bits and pieces. The kids are chucked out of the house. Oh, are they? Yeah, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. So Bloody I'm, hell. Like, I'm like, what's going on here? It's a two bedroom flat. Yeah. And Antonio has three children. The room opposite his bedroom is yeah. the room that I assume is his children's bedroom. You would assume that correctly. Anyway, Antonio comes back out and says, anyway, James, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready now. Come, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come, with, come with me. Come with me. <laughs> and he takes me to the room that I assume is his children's bedroom. He shuts the door and says, wait, wait outside. He turns the light off. I go inside. He goes and presses play. And surround sound speakers oh it starts playing simply the best by Tina the turning I walk in what? he turns the lights on but they're not big lights at the top they're individual sort of oh, little yeah, flickering yeah, like, lights yeah. all of a sudden a television turns on Fucking flickers hell. on oh, there's a VHS being played of Diego Maradona's best bits oh. and then I look around the room and everywhere you look is a shirt that he wore He's got the only time he wore the number 11 on a swivelling mannequin. In what, the actual, the, actual the, match, the actual shirt? The match shirt, one? The actual <gasps> shirt, swivelling round in a sort of motorised motion. I look to the left and he's like, look over here, look over here. And I look over here, he's like, these are two pairs of boots that he wore. He's got some, you know, some Puma Kings. So it's a museum it's, in a bedroom? In, in this tiny room that I assumed would be his children's bedroom is this secret... Where do the children sleep? <laughs> is this secret Diego Maradona museum. And wow. So I got chatting to him and he knew Diego's brother very, very well. So I, I believe that's how he got a lot of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. separate bits. But I mean, these shirts and these things are worth a lot oh my god a lot of money that room alone like must be yeah and it, hundreds just, of thousands just, just of everywhere pounds. just everywhere every, every shirts and bobs shirts gloves uh boots socks shin pads fucking hell. um sort of like pennants that he had all sorts oh. of little bits and pieces now he he does sort of publicize this right, little secret about, museum was, a little bit right. but not properly i don't think anybody really knows the ins and outs and the magic of of this, of this, yeah, little, yeah, this little room hidden away in the Cortier Espanoli, where he plays simply the best before you walk in, turns all the lights off. So that was something very, very special. And Chiro, you know, Chiro can help you find yeah, Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Um, oh. Obviously, those those are two specific moments from your. How long were you in Naples again for? I think I was there for like four days. That time, anyway, I've been. I know you've been back before, but it, I have to only echo what James says about the city as well. That it's just. It's got an, there is a soul to it. I, I fortunately for me, my auntie uh, lived, moved to Naples in 1985-86. So I I've spent a couple of I've been out to Naples quite a lot when I was younger. But I find this such an amazing part of your life. I know it's weird, isn't it? That yeah, have, yeah. That you have this. I'm always amazed when you talk about. Yeah, it. yeah. So I went. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So I saw I saw a Maradona training session <gasps> at the yeah I. I being six, five or six or whatever I was. Was I six? I was six. Obviously, I didn't realise. Had you seen him in a match other than that? No, or, or is no. that the only time no, you've seen him yeah, in the yeah. flesh? Yeah, that's the only... I mean, wow. I say we were at the top tier of the yeah. Napoli. You know, there were 60,000 people for a training session. <laughs> it was mental. But um, I don't really remember too much. And I'm always... Yeah, I don't remember too much. I just remember that thing. I remember my dad always saying to me, just remember you've, you've done that. But as a result, in 2007, I was going out to Naples. And it was actually my dad's birthday. And he was, at the time, living 
quite close to my auntie and uncle. It was just around the same time I met a I met a young lady called Rebecca from Horsham. Who oh, are you? Are uh, oh, yes, I said, sir. Would you like to come <laughs> yes, to uh, Italy? Uh, and it was our first. I mean, it was only a couple of months into our relationship. Bloody Would you like hell. to come to Italy? Uh, it's my dad's birthday. Um, we're going to just outside Naples. Um, would you like to come? She was like, yeah. Why not? Anyway, so I, indoctr- I indoctrinated her into the the way of the whites. Uh, my dad's <laughs> birthday God. party, which um, was probably a little a bit unfair, but to be fair to her, she she loved it. But on the Sunday, the day after my dad's birthday party, I said, Nap- "Napoli are playing. Let's go and watch Napoli." Now, Rebecca, did she know about your football? Illness? She obviously she knew about my football <laughs> illness because that's how she met me because I came back seven pints down from watching Yeovil lose to Derby County and she still thought I was okay so she wanted Aww, yeah so you're more than okay my friend yeah so uh we went to <laughs> went towards Napoli I can't maybe remember who they were playing anyway Rebecca is a is a girl from the suburbs in Horsham which is a lovely lovely place uh she'd been to Italy loads and loads of times Bologna mainly and that because of uh, her work but she hadn't been to a uh, Naples before, and it's fair to say that she was um, <laughs> quite surprised by uh, uh, the certainly around the. If anyone's been to Naples and the stadium, it's let's just say it's rugged, isn't it? There's yeah, no, yeah, there's no denying that it's it's rugged and it's very different. She'd only been to football a few times, I think, at Wembley and stuff like that. So she'd been to modern stadiums, so to speak. And yeah, at one point, I did have to stand outside the door of the ladies' toilets to stop loads of like the. 20, 30-year-old Italian lads in, in, in ultra, you know, with ultra scarves on going to the toilet because the, obviously the door was fucking not working. The lock wasn't working. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and obviously the toilet wasn't great. One of those Italian toilets where it's just a hole in the floor, essentially. So she did find it quite an experience and I was like, I was loving it. I was absolutely loving it. You know, there was police helicopters everywhere. People yeah, were yeah. jumping over the turnstiles to get in. I thought this was fucking brilliant. Just to finish off, yeah. I think what I wanted, you know, what I wanted, the preface that I was given here is because, you know, loads of photographers recently have used Naples as a backdrop for big fashion shoots where they're paid loads of money and they go in and they take photos of the little kids and the people sunbathing on the beach and it becomes a little bit poverty porny. So I think what I'm trying to say is go and, and sort of actually involve yourself and speak to the people who are there i mean if anybody would like to read the piece that i wrote yeah, yeah. it's now online so I, I i speak to those people that i mentioned there i spoke to a sociologist called luca Bifulco who told a story about how when diego was playing they released um money mm. uh fake money with his face on it instead of proper italian currency oh, wow <laughs> and the the authorities had to remove it from circulation because it started to become worth more than <laughs> You could buy more in Naples wow. with, that, with that money. That's amazing. Um, wow. That I, is amazing. Changing was, the economy of a yeah, city. Yeah. I was also lucky enough to speak Jeez. to, through a couple of contacts, I was lucky enough to speak to Diego's taxi driver yeah. Brilliant. from the time. Um, and I think most importantly, I spoke to a guy called Max Gallo, Massimiliano Gallo, who uh, runs a political and football paper called Il Napolista. Mm. And Max, even then, 2017, before Napoli, had, had obviously won the Scudetta recently and even come close with um, Sarri. Um, he spoke about the the need for Neapolitans to move on from the worship of Maradona. He was the only one Even of all the people I spoke to wow. who said, we have to move on, we have to find new heroes. Otherwise, yeah. as a city, we're constantly looking back rather than looking forward and we have to find new heroes for our city. So if you want to read it, it's on yeah. mundialmag.com. It's called uh, Naples is Pregnant with Diego Maradona. And I hope that didn't sound 
too effusive. No, no, no mate. Not. I mean, yeah, let 101 things to do for football before you die. Go on a trip with the reminding you all the lads, the football. all the lads. lads. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest weekend of my life. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I'm not promising, but I reckon it'll be out there. Yeah. <laughs> if that's my role, I'll take, take it. <laughs> Introducing The Hattrick, a new subscriber newsletter from Mundial. Each week, there'll be three stories linked by a theme. Stories from islands, stories about people, stories about heroes, stories about villains, stories about love... Hope, despair, joy, and of course, goals. Go to mundalmag.com to sign up to the hat trick now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tommy, mm. on, you know what, James? Like, it's a new year. <laughs> do you want me to do the same voice I usually do? Do whatever do voice whatever you want. Ask mascot of the world, unite and take over. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! A little harmony. I like yeah. that harmony. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pavarotti. Yeah, Pavarotti. I feel like I've got. A, yeah, I, yeah. I, Wait, let's do like, Morrissey and Pavarotti. I feel together. like I can do. Oh, like when Bono did that track with uh, Pavarotti. <laughs> I feel like brilliant. I can do opera. Anyway, <laughs> let's not get too distracted because we've got to talk about. I'm surprised we haven't touched on this on this mascot. Um, it's in, overdue, isn't it? In the it? mascots of the world, unite and take over feature. Tommy, tell us all about it. Take us to one of your furry, furry friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you can tell someone's sick because they've they've chucked me a segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only when they're desperate. Wow. Oh, it's usually on the track. <laughs> Tommy was a producer on a podcast. Whilst being the operative word. <laughs> anyway. Right, there's Owen's draw. I'm just going to get that little violin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's draw still here. I'm joking. I'm no, joking, know, of course. This week, we are talking about, finally, some would say, because he is the most suggested yeah. mascot we've had. It's Kingsley from uh, Partick Fifth. So, who, who has suggested him? So we've got Darren, Owen Smith, not Owen Blackers, no. and David Martin uh, on the Spotify question for episode 18. Yeah. The best way to describe him, for me anyway, some people see a Pokemon, a misshapen sort of evil, demented Pokemon, I see a Lynchian Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the big yellow guy who's got a big star head. Um, a terrifying individual. 
He is a terrifying individual. Yeah, so he became a meme in the mid-2010s, and he was designed by an artist called David Shrigley. Now, there was a, you, you remember when this happened, don't you guys? And there was a lot of, like, well, yeah. I, I, I would describe it as online hatred towards the artist, towards the mascot, etc. Vitriol. Yeah, was it was vitriol. There was vitriol. It was. There was palpable very... vitriol on Twitter. And if you Google it now, there's so many articles of, like, just the Metro or Daily Mail saying Partick Thistle fans backlash, etc. Um, but the artist himself, Shrigley, he defends it. He says he represents the angst of being a football fan, which anyone who has supported Part Partick Thistle over the last few decades <laughs> understands. Yeah, yeah. People are saying he's terrible. He's a disgrace to the good name of mascots. Do mascots have a good name? Do they have a union? If you look on the internet, as I did yesterday, <laughs> you can find a far scarier mascot. Yeah. Brilliant. But That's yeah. a brilliant quote. Yeah, it is. And um, he, he calls it, Shrigley also calls him the, the thinking football fans choice. <laughs> We're a very literate group of fans, unlike the riffraff who go to the other Glasgow teams. Uh, so I really like Shrigley just from reading yeah, these, funny. these What quotes. a great rebuttal. Yeah, yeah. Case closed. And but but there's a real I, I mic get, drop moment. Case at the end closed. Of that. Yeah, but the real discussion here, I suppose, and maybe this is a bit like I don't know. Maybe this is a bit far removed from football. But a lot of the things I was reading about it is, well, it's it's kind it's great art because all these years later we're still talking about it. We're still fucking talking about it. There you go. And as soon as it came out, there was a reaction, and it was a divided reaction. And obviously, with as with a lot of news, you you only see the hatred is more highlighted as a lot of things on social media are. But there's a lot of people who love this mascot as well, and he's he's a community man like a lot of these mascots are. People dress as him for Halloween. People that's, have that's, made their own. Great. People I, have made their own Kingsley costumes, which he retweeted. One hundred percent. Doing and addresses Kingsley at, at the next. Yeah. What else is he doing? Because some good. I can see. Some he loves the Weens. He, he loves the Weens. The he, there's picture. He's always retweeting pictures of the <laughs> Weens. Where the Weans. there's loads of pictures of the Weens, and he's just sort of like, and then their parents, and then you can see his like dismantled, disgusting, yeah, yeah. mad face. And I wouldn't call it disgusting. I love it. I, no, no, no. I always love this mascot. I, yeah. I, initially I thought it was a prank when they first released it. I remember being in the Five but, Live newsroom. And yeah, everyone yeah. was just sending it round. It was mad. Was it was su it. such big news that day. What year was it? 2015. Okay. No, most people here, without even seeing a picture of it, will know who will have seen this mascot back then. Because the people, sort of people that listen to reminding you I love football, will have They'll followed the similar things. We probably, yeah, we may, we must have tweeted about it back in 2015. For God's sake. He also Kingsley. I, I should have mentioned this right at the top. Kingsley hates preseason. Because he's from California, um, so he loves the sun. He's that from was, California? Yeah, apparently so. That was his reasoning. It, this is in yeah, an yeah. actual interview with Kingsley. And, according to him, him was once asked to be on Strictly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I Jesus. don't know if I believe it. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah, don't know if I, I believe I, you it. Know, I think he just, but let's take him by his let's take him. Let, let, he He'd do like as well him. as Les Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Extras. Les Dennis. How does David Shrigley end up a team on the outskirts of Glasgow, yes. or designing a mascot for an out on the outskirts of Glasgow. So Kingsley was born uh, when Shrigley met Mike Wilkins, who's the managing member of Kingsford Capital Management. So it's a bit of a sponsory thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it has born Roots. a legend, the Californian hedge fund that sponsors Partick Thistle. Yeah. Um, Shrigley agreed to design a new version of Kingsford's boring corporate logo 
a rising sun for the Jags. Oh, and then that yeah. took over, the mascot took over a previous mascot, which was a sort of doe-eyed, uh, child-friendly yeah. uh Jaggy McBee, who's just a big cartoon bee. They're called Jags. Uh, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, I, I, I think you know, Kingsley sticks in the memory, doesn't it? Oh, and, I mean, you know, we, we, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, sticks in, and what I would say is, like all good things, uh, and including this podcast, it's all started off the back of. Uh, I thought some, you were uh, going to say comes no, to an end. No, no. Like all good things, it's and like this podcast, it started off with a hedge fund giving someone some money. <laughs> <laughs> And here we are, making sweet, sweet audio gold, thanks to our um, big football. Uh, Thank you, big football. Yeah, yeah, so uh, like they're all good things. You know, you can mock the hedge funds and the like. These Thank guys. you for my house. Yeah. a hedge fund, then you're not. Yeah, the, exactly. Kings hanging out the back of it. Exactly, exactly, you know. So it, it is what it is. But that is, I think everyone... We had to do him. We had to do him. He's good, he's terrifying, people hate him, but people yeah, yeah. should love him. And I, I love that rebuttal from Shrigley. <laughs> oh, it's just good As though. rebuttals go, it's, it's up there, isn't it? So. Yeah. What a, that's a great one, Tommy. Thanks very much. And, uh, and thank you for all the suggestions. Keep them coming in because... Yeah, um, definitely. Like I said, this was very last minute. And <laughs> so if it wasn't for you listeners, yeah, yeah. we wouldn't have him. Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial magazine? 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundalemag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. Ins and Outs is influenced by the brilliant 80s fanzine The End, and it's where we say what's good and what's not. Normally, it's Owen saying whether it ends up being in or out. But of course, as I'm the host, I have the power Oof. today. Um, so you've not, I don't think you've ever had this power. I've never had this I've power. I've had it once. You, James you has think, had it I've once. Had it. I'm going to start with James Bird to my left. Come on, James. What's your in this week? My in this week is to listen to music when you're warming up for football or when you're <gasps> like practicing on your own, doing some kick-ups and that. It makes you feel like you're fucking Ronaldinho or like you're Maradona in that in the, yes. the warm up video. Like it just gets you in the mo- you, you can put yourself into a different mood depending on how you want to play that day and how you want to play. Yeah, like totally agree. So what did you? So what was your go to track that when you most recently did it? I, well, press the button again. I listened to the Love Is Life. Is it love is life, life? Is life? Life is life. Yeah, yeah. I listened to life, life is life. The other day. Li- live is it's like live, live is, is life. life. Live I listened to live yeah. is life. The, Track that Maradona. Na, 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 na. Life is life by Opus. Yeah. Na, na, na. Which is, you know, really that's that's the most famous warm up song I say. But you so know, you listen to that and that. Yeah, yeah. It just gets you in the mode. It just gets you in the mode of you know, to that. To, to be honest, with, with, it's like today. With, today, Matthew, I'm going to be amazing. My old Sunday league team with that's with, with Libero in the changing room before every game. We had that. Yeah. And, and we, I mean. First ever season, got to a cup final, came second in the league, second season, won the league. And every game, that's the tradition. Well, they tell about visualisation. It works. I was listening listening to that the other day. Before playing this week, I listened to the new Kaz is Dead song, Venom, which is like an 80s rap, like 80s style, but then rap over the top of it. And it just gets you into the mode, man. Like, when you when you lose yourself a little bit in the game and you haven't done something good for a couple of minutes or you lose the ball, you start thinking about what you were listening to beforehand. So you get more in the mode. I agree. 
These are your AirPods, yeah? Yeah, Not yeah, these yeah. No, no, no. Just, now. just no, sticking no. them in. And I think what, what it also is, it's quite a big rebuttal to people who, when they see the players walking on the pitch before, and they've yeah. got headphones and everyone's like, oh, fucking hell. Why aren't they talking to each other? Why aren't they doing this? They're getting in the zone. They're yeah, getting, well. in, getting in, in the zone. zone channeling yeah. who they want to play players like. That have worked all week that earn yeah. tens of thousands. Do you think Pele wouldn't be listening to fucking, oh, you know, the, beat, the Beatles oh. or Motown if yeah. he had the option in, back in the 60s? Get it in your ears. Of course he would. He's, oh, yeah, he would have done. So, uh, that's my that is absolutely in and I'm going to do that uh, I'm going to do that next time I play football get those bone conductors in and have a bit of um, bone conductors yeah <laughs> him just what Seb walking yeah, yeah. around on the pitch with his big over ears yeah so uh, signalling uh, a plane signalling uh, a plane coming in to land <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just acted all of a sudden this oh. fucking 737 lands on a penalty spot. <laughs> Shit, sorry, lads. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to go to Tommy. Tommy, what a. This, yeah, well, this might be something that you might have on your headphones before you play football. I wouldn't myself because that would be very uh, arrogant. But yes, it's <laughs> It'd be my. funny, though, wouldn't it? It would be funny. Yeah, it's yeah. my band Church Party, who I've spoken about a little bit before. Yeah. Uh, not. In a little while, we have a new double A side. Double A side. Which is, yeah, it's a bit old school, isn't I it? I like it. A new double A side, because we were like, they're both bangers, so we couldn't decide which which would yeah, be yeah. the A side. And this is out, if you are listening on the day this is released, this is out tomorrow. Oh, wow. Friday, 19th of January. If not, just go and listen, because it'll be on Spotify forever. Yeah. Uh, Ed, could we... Uh, oh, we're going to oh, wow, got... Ooh, you like this one, a little bit Nirvana-y to start with there. And there's some oh, football lyrics. Oi! I like this one. This is class? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Let's, we'll get to the chorus. We'll get to the chorus. You are. Beautiful voice. Yeah. I can. This is gonna do well, isn't it? I, I do well. Seb, Seb said the same. I did say this. The chorus is coming. Do you shout in the chorus? Ish. This is, this is good. This is, a pre- this is a premiere of it, obviously, you know, because it's coming out the day, this, you know. This is a premiere. If you're listening to this on the day of release, you are getting a sneak peek of Into what them. is sure to be a banger. There you go. I like that, Tommy. Thank you. And I'm absolutely going to put it has, that in. And it has the words Italia 90 exactly. in it. Exactly. So there you go. What I mean, um, more could you want? The bass and guitar reminds me a lot of Interpol. Oh, Top five for me, James, Interpol. James. A lot. Thank you. I love That means well, the world. That is Interpol. great. So... Bit like Tokyo Police Club as well. Do you remember oh, that back yeah, in the yeah, day? Yeah. When you're standing near Tokyo Police Club. Welcome to the new podcast, reminding you why you love Naughty's Indie. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got that. <laughs> Which first. I'm fully behind. Yeah. Uh, so that is Church Parties, Double A Side, Belladonna, and Utopia. Banged that, did Tommy? That is that is great, Tommy. And thank you. The reason I'm also going to give that, put that in, Tommy is fresh from a very early train to the record. And the night before he had, uh, they, you were supporting the Dutch uncles, was it? I Dutch uncles, yeah. Was... So you are, you went to sleep very late because you were obviously buzzing from performing, and you got an early train. So even more reason why I should say it's in. But I'm saying it's in. Thank you. It's sir. a very good song. Crucially different to the uh, to have been Dutch played oven. last night by a Dutch oven. Yeah, yeah. 
Mrs. White is ears are burning. <laughs> and the rest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no. Nostril hairs. Oh, oh we've no. been quite clean this episode. We have been, yeah, been, yeah. Someone had to drop something. Yeah. I'm gonna give a shout out. Am I in this week? Because I because I have the power, uh, and and for some reason I just I didn't even think about what I was wearing today. Just grabbed a a, a jumper and then I realized, oh, it's the Damien John Kelly House jumper, collaboration with 14 Admirals, but I'm going to shout out all the good people at Damien John Kelly House. I think I may have spoken about them before. I did the dip in uh, Mersey with them one very, very, very cold January morning. Um, but they are, they are, and I'm going to say this word for word, what, what they say on their social media, because I don't want to get it wrong, because it's important. They are an abstinence-based recovery living centre for adult males, belonging, connection and purpose through arts, sport and culture. And they are based in Liverpool. And if... Anyone, if you're not familiar with the brilliant work of Roy, who is Bad Walt on Twitter, and he did a great poetry book called Algorithm Party, yeah, and he also wrote the article about Wayne Rooney for us recently. But brilliant writer, brilliant, brilliant guy. writer, and just a brilliant, brilliant guy. So, um, yeah, I'd shout out them. Go and give them a follow on Twitter. They they are helping people in incredible ways, and you can help them out by buying them random things like on their Amazon list, which genuinely make a difference. So yep. I would, I'm going to shout them out. James Bird, tell me you're out for this week and I'll see if I agree. My out this week is going back through your own social media oh, no. and seeing what you wrote 10 years ago. No, even 10 months ago for me. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I recently had to find some photos of like me with a friend from university. So I went back yeah, yeah. to sort of 11 years ago yeah. and the nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute nonsense that I would write on my Facebook wall and people. Oh, this, this is we're going that far back. This is this, this is, is so eleven years on Facebook. It's yeah, yeah, yeah it's pre-Twitter. Bloody hell! Like just <laughs> just writing to mates on their walls to obviously so other people can see your conversation and see what you're chatting about instead of just texting them. Amazing. Oh my! I need uh, James. I need I, to dissolve my Facebook. That is definitely oh. out, James. I think yeah, definitely. Oh crikey! I wouldn't want to go it's back out. through my. Yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. Christ. Um, Tommy, come on. Very simple one. Oranges with pips or seeds, yeah. whatever you call them. And I, I realised the reason I've lost a lot of weight. Always bring oranges into the studio. I've got oranges in the studio yeah. right now. All, yeah. all I eat through, throughout the day, really, is just orange after orange after orange. Yeah, yeah. I realised subconsciously I stole this off Roy Keane, yeah. Mo <laughs> moaning about it, just going, oh, come on, Ga Gary, this... That's not good enough. Why? Yeah. Why? Why these oranges got pips? Come on, this disgraceful. Oh God! Um, and but he's fucking right. He's spot on. To be honest, like every time I get one, and these the ones we got in the studio today are from yeah. Waitrose, so I think yeah. we're safe. Yeah, yeah. But the Sainsbury's around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always go for the cheaper option. Can I just oh, say, if there are no oranges with pips and there's no oranges at all, you can't put that. I can't. I, I'm not going to put it in either, actually. Mm. Only because on a rare occasion I do have an orange. I just love leaning back and just trying to uh, spit the pips into the bin. <laughs> but there'd be no oranges left if the oranges didn't have pips in. That's how they grow. This oh, is, this I is know. It. This is it. I, I, no, we can't one. argue. We can't argue with right. this, Tommy. Okay. Tommy, it's unfortunate. But if you put but, them out, then you there's you, no oranges well, left. Then you then, well, I'd be fucked then. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be I'd be back on the. And you say you, they're not out. I'm afraid I'm going to have to say that they're not that out because because of purely the reason that James suggested that. Anyway, it's science. It's science because of science because of science. Science. Yeah. God, woke James Bird <laughs> bringing out his science. Whoa! <laughs> Take me, officer. Take yeah, me. yeah, yeah. My hands are tied. 
As Assad Raza once said, they've got me again. They got the woke police. The woke police arrested. My out, which naturally will be out because I'm the host and I'm suggesting it, is football stadiums, modern football stadiums, where the roofs aren't quite long enough and don't protect the first few rows from the rain. I'm looking at you, the Emirates Stadium. Oh, Uh, wow. The Emirates? Yeah. Yeah. I was on row five the other day at the Emirates Stadium and... Uh, it's fair to say that, uh, that I was not protected from the elements. God bless my Berghaus Gore-Tex coat. But uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any excuse in this day and age to not have roofs that actually cover the, the various seats, especially when you're paying a, fa- a pretty penny for it. Anyway. I am going to need to yeah. clip up God bless my Gore-Tex Berghaus coat <laughs> yeah. and send it viral on Twitter. You, well, that, that, that is George true. Costanza over yeah, yeah. here. You have been listening to Reminding You Why You Love Football. I've been Seb White and the host of this week's episode. Hey, James. What a host. Three cheers. Three cheers. Three cheers to Seb. Bloody hell. Well done, lad. Yeah, yeah. Just just one cheer then, not three. You didn't carry it on. A bit like when Ava's team loses in 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 a side game and they don't want to do the three cheers. They're like, (laughs) and it gets quieter and quieter. It reminds me. What's the crowd chanting at? Oh, no. Doing. Why are they chanting that at you? Oh, it's oh. Not, they're not booing that. Oh. Unreal. Unreal. The, the, <laughs> the Spiritland Ultras. Uh, thank you very, very much for listening. If you got this far, you must have enjoyed it. James, Bird, thank you very much. Thank you, Seb. Tommy Stewart. Thank you, Seb. And Owen, we've missed you. Owen, we genuinely yeah. have missed you and we look forward to having you back next week in the very, very hot seat, which James has sort of half sat on Ooh. during today's... He is uh, not going to like that. Do I not like that? Dur- <laughs> thank you very much. Please leave a review. Please subscribe to the magazine, mundialmag.com, so we can keep doing this and all the other things that we love doing and we think you like us doing because you keep uh, telling us that. So, yeah, thank you very much and good night. Love you. Bye. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football co-production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.